Happy Saturday, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in for another episode from the Crow's Nest. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me today is Dr. Kevin Crow. So, Dr. Crow, where shall we begin today? Oh, so much. Um, maybe the economics still at downturn with this. It looks like it looks like we've peaked at least here for the, um, you know, at least for a little while for the. Um, for for how severe the virus is and we may have passed that here i'm hoping at least how can Um, we say that though when we don't when we don't have adequate testing well i've seen now that at least grady county now apparently can can test so i think we're getting testing around here now it's possible at least um and then you know places that have had large numbers show that it was more widespread so the death rate may not be as high as what we had thought it may be much lower than what we had thought you know the percentage um, um, because a lot of the places are you know there's a number of places that I guess that have tested where they found out about 15 percent have been exposed that's a high number um, well okay so there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about um, shall we start with Mike Pence or shall we start with the meat packing factories Either one. We can start with the meat pack, and I haven't heard the Mike Pence one, so you'll have to update me on that. It's just where he just refused to wear a mask when he was visiting patients at the Mayo Clinic, while everybody else around him had to take these precautions. Uh, The facility, the Mayo Clinic themselves, told him he needed to take those precautions, and he just flat out refused to do it. I mean, what does that tell the goofballs in our communities about how serious to take this? Well, I'll mention two ways. One thing is he's probably not a danger to others. I mean, he probably has a, 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 I'll give it the downside in just a second, because they're monitoring them much more. I mean, you know, of course, he and the president, they, they, they would know if they had anything. Now, on the other hand, you know, it, it's more of a danger maybe for him to pick up something, which is not probably a good model. But I don't think he's endangering others, like I said, because they would know more if they had them because they're monitored better than we are. Um, and again, you know, the, the trick is on this, we never know what advice they're getting either. Does that make sense from their PR people and what and, and how much? They're informed if the Mayo Clinic is saying, hey, you need to do this, this, and this. A lot of times, a lot of politicians are kept out of the loop on what advice is given them. In other words, they'll be given the staff and everything. Um, You know, this had happened even before. Um, We've had, during Katrina and other times, you would have Bush or somebody like this, and this has happened to Democrat presidents too, who would show up somewhere and they would say, well, is there anything you need? Is there anything you'll need? Go, oh, no, nothing, nothing. Whereas they did, but then the people who, who, they were, who they were talking to at the time were kind of coached to say that. And so sometimes they're more out of the loop than, than, than we give them credit for on things of that nature. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, But here's the thing. When somebody's telling you to your face and there are pictures of it and you are forced to take those pictures down by the government, that's an issue, don't you think? I mean, well, okay, I so mean what about you? So, so do, what about you? Do you, do you go out and you, do you take precautions and things like that? I do. Well, when I'm, when I walk by myself around the oval, I don't when I do that. Um, you know, if I, you know, when I go in a few minutes, I'll be going to the post office and there I will, although I'm not really that afraid, I just do it kind of out of a politeness. Now I think 
you know, but, but, um, but still I do when I have to, you know, deal with people one-on-one now. Um, but again, you know, I don't know what advice they're given by their handlers over stuff too. Does, does that make sense? I mean, you, you, but, but he I've is known, directly involved with the CDC meetings and things like that. So he knows the precautions that are being taken. I mean, he's leading the team, isn't he? So, well, by the same token, if you watch everybody, you know, speaking, whether it's Biden or whatever, you'll see them rub their nose. You'll see them fo- not follow the directions. You remember the governor of New York, even, or his brother, you know, you know, oh, we need to stay inside. We need, and he's been, and he, he was outside, out in parks with, and he was exposed. I mean, he had it and stuff. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, if he were out sneezing on people, that might be something else. But, um, but again, if there was any danger, I think the danger would have been more to him than to others because they would know if they had something. Um, and I but guess again, I don't. They get tested at will. They do. They do. So the danger would be if you were going to if you were going to put Pence down for it as as a, as a dumb decision, it's dumb for his own health. I don't think he's dumb as in endangering others. Um, but again. I would I would like to know what his handlers are saying because even if they're told that, you know, you don't know what other people are saying too to him. Does that make sense? Um, there's so that one I don't think it's it's not as big an issue as it as it sounds uh, like. I mean that's like you know Trump not wearing a mask during his uh, you know during his briefings. People have said that, but again they monitor everybody at those briefings. So I just. I just don't think that there's any excuse for not following your own guidelines. Those are their own guidelines. Well, and, and I think part of it, now this may just make me saying it, it as, as why a handler, they may have done that to reduce panic. Does that make sense that if, he, if they always have a picture with them with a mask, you know, that no, might be. No, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense because to me, what what their, their flipping attitude that matters on down to to our level in this community because you know, Dr. Crow, you know that there are people right here in Chickasha, Oklahoma, who seriously considered taking some kind of disinfectant. You know well, yeah, that. they probably did that before the coronavirus. <laughs> but but I mean, now have been encouraged I mean, to do so. Whether it was sarcastic or not, which I wholly don't believe it was sarcastic, but either way, even if I even actually if it think was, it was pretty sarcastic, I, I, think I don't, and I can't even. I, we're not even going to talk about that part of it because, um, yeah, but 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 even then, that's somebody who occupies that office and who was saying these things to supporters who don't know any better. And whether it was sarcastic or not, that was not. That was just not a good thing to to do and to say and to put that doctor on the spot. And and it was just none of that was right. And I'm telling you this right now, if that would have been Barack Obama, Republicans would have been all over that. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Did you hear the nonsense that he suggested all through? I mean, please, please imagine Barack Obama said that. Please, and imagine well, we've what had, response would have been. We've had presidents to do this forever and a day, these sarcastic remarks that they probably shouldn't at the time. You might remember back when Reagan talked about, oh, we're going to start bombing, you know, I've given the order to start bombing Russia in the next 15 minutes or something off camp. So, I mean, you've always had presidents to make these kind of off-the-cuff remarks. Um, these were not sarcastic you know, in, remarks. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't it, work. You know, and and things of this nature. But I, but I mean, so this is. Um, I'll tell you one thing that disturbs me though is recently about how much censorship is going on. You probably saw this with this with this um, with these doctors in Los Angeles, Erickson. I can't remember the other one's name who actually are working with the COVID virus. I mean, the people that are and and have a. Um, a success rate if they haven't lost any patients. And then they were talking about, again, how the statistics are being put out may not be accurate, you know, and um, they had like 5 million hits and then they've been taken down. Um, and again, the stuff that they've actually said has not been disproven. And that's what's kind of frightening me is how um, like YouTube and others are, you know, taking stuff down that doesn't agree with them, but it, when people can actually back up things with with statistics and everything, well, um, I'm I'm starting to be paranoid about about how much censorship is going on. Here's the thing: YouTube and others, either they are a platform or they're not. If they're a platform, you can't be taking stuff down like this. If the, if they're not, if they're not a platform, then they have to then they have to be. They have to be held responsible for what they do put up. So they're trying to play like they're one, but they want the legal benefits of the other. So I think a decision needs to be made, whether YouTube, Facebook, whatever, they, it needs to be a ruling, are they platforms or are they not? If they're platforms, then the censorship has to stop. If they are not platforms, then again, they have to be held legally responsible. I mean, they have to be like other media and stuff. So this is a question that's going to have to be addressed sooner or later. Uh, and again, this is this 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 um, this epidemic just brings this out. This has been going on with other issues for some time, but this is getting, that's kind of spooky to me too. Well, and the thing with statistics is people can give any numbers that they want. People oh, yeah, can, but, but you know, it's, it's you know the, the, the World Health Organization hasn't been any more accurate. Nobody's been no, accurate Nobody is. Be, and uh, the Trump administration, definitely, I don't believe their numbers for a second, not on anything. Well, no one on is anything. right now because, again, we don't have the – but what's spooky is, is these were doctors who were actually dealing with the patients who are there on front line and what they're saying, and they take them down. I mean, that's – you know, but this isn't like – Lots of – lots of – what people would say, even stuff that's not even really technically anti-Trump, but doesn't back Trump up, that stuff gets taken down. That stuff yeah. gets censored out. That stuff gets glossed over. And oh, but but but, but again, this is a, this like is a, a larger thing. What I'm saying is, it, with these, we need to decide: are these platforms and are they not? Because regardless whether we're talking about this issue or another, it, it is very spooky that we have handed over to just a few corporations so much power. You know, Facebook, YouTube, all of these. And the bad thing is they get to have their cake and eat it too. In other words, they'll, they'll claim this immunity. They can't be sued because they say, oh, we're just a platform. But then they censor. You can either do one or the other. You're either a platform or not. I don't care which one they're listed as, but you have to be listed as one or the other because no other press gets that protection. Does that make sense? It, it does. But you know, so again, I'm not arguing for or against whether it's right that they censorship or not. What I'm saying is, if they're going to censor, fine. They need to lose their protection of being listed as a platform. Well, but here's the thing: when you 
when you make and create an account on any of those Facebook, no. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, any of them, when you create that account, you agree to the terms of their platform. Whatever well, their but platform here's the problem. Says. And, Here's and, the problem. But you know the problem is they have a monopoly on this. They have a complete monopoly. And if it's a platform, that means that has to be open to other companies. Does that make sense? See, they're hiding behind that. That's how they protect their monopoly. And so, so yeah, the decision has to be made. You can't have it both ways. Um, well, and it, but it's like I said, you know, Facebook dings us for questionable speech and things like that. I mean, and yeah, the, while that is censorship, that is, that's their platform. And they have every right to say, hey, well, you know what? We don't want you to say that here. Well, I mean, and, and is, it, is it fairly distributed throughout Facebook? No, heck no, it's not. Heck no, no, no it's but not. see, this is, this is the same as like when we broke up the, the AT&T and all of these, when they had these monopolies. And this has a monopoly. Uh, I mean, so they need to be, you know, there needs some, to be some antitrust legislation taken against them for sure if they're going to try to play both sides. In other words, they're either a platform or they're not. Um, and again, if they want to censor, okay, but you can't, say, you can't hide behind the fact that, oh, we're just the platform open to everybody. No, 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 you can't do that. Newspapers couldn't get away with that. TV channels couldn't get away with this. Radio channels couldn't get away with this. You're either one or the other. Um, and so Facebook shouldn't get away with it. Neither should, you know, neither should um, YouTube. None of them should. It, they have to play by the same rules. And, hey, I get what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I even and again, agree is, with what you're saying. Well, this is one that the left and the right should both agree on. I mean, this is either you're – and, again, notice what I'm saying. I'm not saying if they want to take it down, they can't. What I'm saying is that puts them in a different category because they hide behind the fact, oh, no, no, we can't do that. We're just a platform. And they've done that with terrorists and everything else. Oh, we're just – so they selectively do that. You can't do that. Like I said, a newspaper couldn't do that. A TV channel couldn't do that. You can't selectively. You're either one or the other. They're trying to play both sides of the game so they can protect the monopoly. You can't do that. I don't know that I agree with that because I feel like media and news stations and things like that, I feel like they take sides all the time. I don't feel like anything is fair That's right. That's right. But they can be held liable. But they can be held liable. You can sue people for, I mean, liable. You can sue. Uh -oh. You can sue. For, for and you can you can. Thing. Not for completely leaving out one one viewpoint, like Channel Nine. They don't they don't really highlight the Democratic viewpoint except on the weekend for a few seconds at a time, and and that's what they qualify as being you know balanced out and, and having that other voice there. Well, the difference is though, Channel Nine doesn't claim to represent all sides. It's not a platform. In other words, they can still be held liable. Um, see, if you had it the other way, here's the thing. So the, the answer to, to that would be, um, okay, other TV channels can come in. But what I'm saying is, is like Facebook, um, YouTube, they have complete monopolies on a lot of this stuff. And so, I mean, you know, this is, this is kind of the, the difference. Um, and so they need to play by one set of rules or the other. They can't play by both sets of rules. 
I guess I don't understand how what they have a monopoly on because there are so well, many different social media platforms. It's just that they happen to be the most popular with Twitter and and things like that. And you know, it, again, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I do understand, and and I am wholly against monopolies. However, with these social media platforms, people go into them making an agreement with whichever platform it is that, Hey, I'm going to abide by this. And does anybody read every, all that? No, but no, no, but but here's here's what I'm saying. But, but what I'm saying basically is this YouTube, um, and, um, Facebook and all these, if they're ever sued for something that is, you know, horrible or whatever, they say, Oh, well, we're just a platform. Does that make sense? Yet, so they get that protection, but they don't get the protect. But then they say, "Oh, we have to take these down to protect this because it's inaccurate." Well, they leave other stuff up that's inaccurate, and they're not sued for that. So they can't hide behind saying, "Oh, well, we have to blah 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 blah." I mean, they've got to be one or the other. They're not being honest. And and it's like I said, I I can agree with you on that. But it's like, but on the other side of that, they're what what they what they really hide behind is the fact that people willingly. Uh, want to interact on their platforms and will well, check have whatever box option. necessary so the whole world see, can again, see how But they don't have another option. That's like when they had, you know, when it was just Mob L. I mean, there's no other option. I don't know. There's there's a lot of social media platforms out there. Um, those just happen to be the one who gets all the ad revenue and things like that. So they are the most powerful. But I think that... But that was the same way when AT&T and those had it. And they were just the most powerful. Or if you look at like when Standard Oil, you know, and, and these. In other words, there have been times when, you know, quote, legally, well, they did it all legally, but they still maintain the monopoly. There's, we have rules against monopolies. We have laws against monopolies, and this is a monopoly. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the meatpacking and this last segment that we have. Uh, yes. I really want to talk about Trump. Uh, using his executive powers to make sure that the meatpacking plants stay open across the country. And the issue with that is there are so many employees throughout the country who work at these meat processing plants, whatever kind of meat processing plant they may be, and we're seeing a really high rate of COVID infections uh, within those employee bases. And so what do you think about that, and can that contaminate our meat? Well, no, it can't contaminate the meat. That's that's actually been. I mean, that that one is no, no. It's not. It's a different type of infection. At least right now, that's what the experts are saying. Okay, so I'm sticking to what the experts are saying on this. Um, it's a different type of infection. Now, the danger, of course, are to the employees themselves. But and this is there's a no-win situation here. Now we're dealing with key infrastructure. If the meat plants go down, then we have food shortages. So now it's a matter of, you know, it's one of, it, it is the worst case scenario. You either put these people, which are, you are putting them at risk, or you put literally the national security at risk. In other words, you're putting, you know, 300 million people having food shortages. So on that one, you just have to make a really bad call. It's, it's like this. It's like, think of policemen nowadays. You know, with policemen, we, obviously they are exposed more. We saw um, 
uh, my brother's an ex-Tulsa police one, and they had they had a um, uh, they they had a uh, what am I trying to say a, a shift that was infected because again they have to be out there more often, but you have to have them. You can't say, well, you don't have to go to, to work. Um, yes, I mean it, these people are in danger, but the point is, if you close down these, you have basically. Even if we have an overabundance of meat, if they're not if, if it's not processed, you, you've interrupted the food chain. Um, that's just that's just the trap we're in right now. Um, there's no way to get out of that. That's the way we're set up. That's the, that's our infrastructure. And so, you know, can you do something about it in the future? Yeah, but but right now you have to keep that. You have to work with what you have, the infrastructure you have. What I want to know, and what scares me to death is this talk, this increasing talk that I hear, and I'm starting to hear it on the local level even, of, well, it's okay that 1% to 2% die. It's like, but you don't know which 1% to 2% that is. So when, when does that, when does it not get to be okay to sacrifice human life for the good of the American dollar? Well, you have to, the meatpack one is, is an extension, is, it's a, it is necessary to our, you know, to, to basically our core infrastructure. In other words, that would impact, that would impact um, the food chain. I mean, that, that just does. So, you, so, again, there is no pure mathematical formula here, but it's like, uh, you remember the Supreme Court justice, he knows, you know, he knows pornography when he sees it. Um, when it's something like that, that's definitely going to impact, you know, feeding the American public. That's that's a call you just have to make. It's an unpleasant call. And let me tell you, when I say this, uh, my hometown is a meat packing. Is a is, is that's the that's their. I mean that that is, you know, the majority of 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 the local economy and stuff, and the majority of people that live there work there. I mean, that, jobs are there. So so again, you know. The, uh, the thing is, these people now are, you know, in the position like policemen are in, or like the military are in, or like truck drivers. I mean, there are just some that are just core, you know, that that's that's that provide core infrastructure, core services. And so, for those, it's a no-brainer. It's a hard decision, but it's still a no-brainer because then you're literally putting the health of not just millions, but tens of millions and 300 million people, at, you know, at stake. Um, and like our own when local it gets to, firefighters. Yes, that's right. That's right. That. Same thing. That's right. So, so again, sometimes, you know, that's the way it is. Um, and there's no, it, it, it's, it's unpleasant. It's brutal. But now, again, this, uh, there is no, there's also no absolute. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not taking the other side saying, well, no precautions, you know, whatever. But, but sometimes... You know, there there are easy calls. It's still unpleasant, but you, when it when it affects that many people, yes, we have to maintain, we have to keep them open. But um, but then again, like I said, there it, it is not a pure science because there's other ones that get more questionable. And I'm I'm glad that you're not bringing one of those scenarios to me because <laughs> that would be a much harder scenario. Well, and what? But I mean, you're not bringing your family completely out. I mean, you're not taking the whole family on a grocery shopping trip yet or anything, are you? Not the whole family. No, my wife and I go. But again, but we're not. That's not core to everybody else's survival. Does, does that make? I mean, but, but yeah. But you're you're still you're still making sure that your kids don't go to yes. the grocery store, and you know, make sure that that's they right. Maintain that's right. In other words, what distance. you do, what you do is is you take. 
the precautions that you can. You take the precautions that don't put other people at risk. Um, again, it's not a pure science. It's, it's something you have to weigh. And so you don't just take risk to take risk, but you do have to take risk if it's necessary. Yeah, um, and it's like so again, let me give you an example. So, so let me give you an example. If my kid had an accident right now, well, we know how frightening it would be to be in an emergency room right now. But you don't think I'd take my kid to the emergency room? You weigh it. You weigh it. Does that make sense? Oh, I had to uh, go In last other words, week. yeah. And so you see what I'm saying. You didn't want to go. You didn't want to go. But it's necessary. You put yourself at risk going. But as you said, you have to weigh it and stuff. You wouldn't just go. But when it's necessary, you have to. That's the way the meatpacking plants are. We don't want to, but the fact is, it's necessary. Just no way around it. And, and That's right. It's, it's, it's a really crazy time, isn't it? I mean, and so... It is, and I, and I, and I do want to say this, not that mine's as key as this, but you know, in the fall, um, they'll probably open the schools. And in the back of my mind, I, I still worry about well, what if, you know, what if the kids start coughing and getting sick and exposing us all you know, in September or October? But the fact is, if they tell me, I'll do it. But you know what? Uh, if it starts getting flu season, I'll wear a mask. And if they laugh at me, they can laugh at me, but I'm going to wear a mask. But I'll still do my job. Does that make sense? I'm still going to take the precautions. Well, you've seen me. You know how crazy I am about germs anyways. I mean, I've been in class three years ago, and somebody starts coughing. I say, you need to move to the back. <laughs> so, so I'll do, but I don't cancel class. I've never missed a day of school. But, uh, but, I, but I still take precautions, and I think that's what people need to do. They need to take it seriously. You know, take the precautions uh, that you can, and and don't worry about people laughing at you because you seem paranoid. But but again, certain times we just have to do what is unpleasant. Uh, we have to take a risk. Um, well, and sometimes it's not just about your well-being; it's about others and the well-being right. of others, uh, elder family members, and others. That's exactly right. Have relatives who are at risk. That's right. And so, um, yeah, in the last couple of minutes, I want to talk about, we're going to try to uh, talk to the uh, chair of the Libertarian. Uh, oh, my goodness. Party. That'll be fun. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to try to do that and, uh, and, and see what, uh, what he's going to, what he wants to talk about. And, yeah, I, th I think that would shake it up a little bit. We've, uh, we've never had a Libertarian on here. I, myself, just voted for my first Libertarian in this last uh, go around here in Oklahoma. There well, you're no like Democratic me. Ne well, you're like me. Neither one of us are big libertarians, but we both have voted for libertarian in the past because of what the alternatives have been. Well, um, and I just don't vote a straight ticket either because sometimes the yeah. Democrat who is up isn't, isn't what's going to be what's best. And it, I try that's to right. That's candidate. right. I mean, that, that's right. That, uh, people should, they should always vote the candidate. I hate in this stuff. state how people have the option of voting straight ticket. You know, you can just go in and just vote a straight ticket. I hate that. I hate that. People should be forced to at least, if you're going to vote, to have to check off each individual person. It's lazy. It's yeah. lazy, and it really doesn't. It really doesn't do us as Oklahomans any any good because it's like I said. Sometimes these candidates don't have. The best platform. Sometimes they don't know what they're talking about, and sometimes it's really obvious. 
And so right. we need to do that as citizens and take our responsibility for that and, and everything else seriously. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in a great conversation. Indeed. Don't forget if you've missed any of our past episodes, all you got to do is go wherever you get your podcasts or you can catch up with us from the talk jive homepage and click the podcast tab. I'm Kelly J Lewis with Dr. Kevin Crow. Be sure to catch us every week Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday at noon central time, right? Right here at Talk Jive Radio. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day.